0: Yo, yo, what is up, guys? How we doing? Uh, We're back, all three phases. Sorry, we kind of went on a little bit of a hiatus. But, um, you know, we figured there was a wee bit of a drought, not a lot to talk about. Uh, kind of still working out the kinks. A bunch of things happened, but we're back. and We're better than ever. A bunch of things to talk about. We missed you guys. But, you know what? It's all three phases. It's Ryan here. We got bubs on the other end of the line.
1: Well, what's good, everybody? It's going to be a crazy episode. Um. A little bit heartbreaking. We got some uh, some sad news to report to y'all, but let's jump right in.
0: Oh, man, we'll jump right in. Let, let's 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 catch up before we get to to the new times, which is you know basically within today's news. But let's catch up real quick. So we've had a All lot right. happen in the past, you know, week and a half, two weeks that we've been gone. You know, we missed you guys, but we got some things to tell you. First off, one of the biggest trades that have happened through this off season came rather late. Um, kind of in, you know, the off season, uh, dead period, especially within the whole free agency market, but this wasn't a free agent move. This was a trade. Okay. And this, this was a trade that, um, to say the least was unexpected by a thousand miles. I I mean, I (laughs) could, I don't, I mean, I could understand them going for the position they went for, but for him, I can't, I don't know. I don't know. But let's get down to business. Um, because I don't got time to play around.
1: Yeah, just, yeah, I was really trying really hard to be professional. <laughs> <laughs> that, that shady. I, I, I figured
0: I'd test the waters for the one time. <laughs> uh, but it's all good. We got Sam Darnold, the man out of USC. He is going see it out of there, out of the jets, and he finds his way in Carolina goes to the Panthers, who let's just say, you know, <sighs> trial and error last season. Yeah. The whole like, Teddy Bridgewater thing.
1: Yeah.
0: It uh it didn't work to the degree that they imagined it to. And um so in turn they go all the way to the AFC East and they snag at Sam Darnold out of USC. You know, I've been rooting for Sam Darnold Um, not necessarily being a Patriots fan, but just overall as a quarterback. I feel like you get thrown into Adam Gase's system, you're doomed for, you know, eternity. And so in that trade, the Panthers, they receive uh, Sam Darnold. And the Panthers give up a 2021 sixth round pick, a 2022 second round, and a 2022 fourth rounder. So we got a second and a fourth rounder for the next year. And then this year's sixth rounder, so three picks altogether for Sam Darnold. No players required, mm-hmm. and he teams up with his old re- receiver one, Robbie Anderson.
1: Well, I'll tell you what. First of all, I am not super high on Sam Darnold.
0: I'm not I, high I, on him I, either. I just wish he had a fair chance, and I think this should. Sure.
1: Too- Sure, and I sympathize with him being put into what has really been an awful organization over the past. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, but we're speaking the truth. Yeah, I mean, uh, what, do, what positives have come out of you know the Jets in the past five to ten years? Very little. Once they had, um, they, they had that one playoff run in, like, 2010 or whatever it was. 2009. I don't even know. It's been a long time is the point. Um, Yeah, so I sympathize with that, and sure, Adam Gates is a joke of a coach. All that is to be taken into account. I just can't... Again, sorry, Jets fans. I can't get it out of my head. Him sitting on the bench. I'm seeing ghosts out there.
0: Oh yeah, that was a, oh, that was rough, and that was a great moment for us,
1: obviously. Yes,
0: and now, it was beautiful.
1: Does that speak more to the Patriots secondary or to? I
0: because I mean that 2019 Patriots defense was one of the best I would say all time. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Just overall, the points allowed, the takeaway. I mean, yeah, one of the top defenses of all time. So I think it was more credited towards the secondary. Granted, I've watched that highlight tape over and over again of like the four. I think Sam Darnold threw four picks and yeah, also lost the five.
1: Yeah, it was a it rough match. And a lot
0: of them were trash throws, like not close to the receiver at all. But they were just all over. They knew where he was trying to go, and they just ran right to where the ball was. I think it was more of a credit towards the secondary. Um, I think Sam Darnold got spooked by the boogeyman. You know what I'm saying?
1: I just feel like. This step from Teddy Bridgewater to Sam Darnold
0: is more of like a sideways It's step. a lateral it's really move. Forward,
1: it's definitely a lateral move. Yeah. I, I don't see him being that much of an improvement. Not that he – I mean, again, we haven't seen him anywhere except for with the Jets. So yeah. I'm going to give him a chance. For sure, he deserves a chance at least. Mm-hmm. Well, I just don't have high hopes. I mean, I'm I'm not putting too much money on this horse in this race. I'm gonna um, say it. I'm
0: gonna, give her, and... I'm gonna give you the first hot take of the episode. Sam Garnold
1: starting early here.
0: season is going to have a better season than Bridgewater did last year.
1: That that's not a hot take, really. That's not a hot take. It's no. not. I don't think that's a hot take at all. I think that's a lukewarm take at best.
0: Fair enough, fair enough.
1: I totally expect him to have a better season than uh, Teddy Bridgewater did. But that's not saying a whole hell of a lot. The Panthers weren't that great last year.
0: Let me look at the statistics real quick.
1: Hold up. So while he's looking up the stats, I'm just going to give my expectation here. Um, First of all, he is going to the division that now – is firmly in Tom Brady's hands, okay? okay? So, right away, I don't think he has any chance whatsoever of competing for his division. Mm-hmm. Because we're talking about the Bucs going back to the Super Bowl like it's a sure thing. So, I have a really hard time believing that he's going to compete in that division. And depending on what happens um, in uh, in New Orleans, he's going to be – right back at the bottom of the totem pole as far as quarterbacks are concerned. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would not put him above Matt Ryan, even though Matt Ryan is starting to get to the point where it's shit or get off the pot.
0: Oh, no. Right now, Matt Ryan is the second-best quarterback in the NFC South.
1: Yeah, I would totally agree with that. So he's he's going into a vision, into a division that I don't think he has a chance of really being dominant in. I'm not impressed with that team as a whole. Um, they got some good, you know, Robbie Anderson for sure is a good, a good wide receiver. But uh, I'm just not convinced. I, I really, I, what's their draft? Uh, their first pick? They've got to be in like the top.
0: Talking about Carolina.
1: Yeah. What draft pick do they have? Top. I'm the most positive. the
0: Ninth. Yeah. Let me let me get it real quick, but I'm almost positive it's ninth, because I know 11 and 12, that's got something to do with New York. But let me get it, because I got it written down right over here in, in the, old, the old loose leaf. All right, so it looks like that Carolina picks eighth, actually.
1: Wait, so they... That pick will be critical to figuring out, you know, if this team's going to make a jump in it next year. Um, but I'm I'm just – maybe if it was a different division, if he had gone somewhere that has a little bit more – a little bit more of an opening for him to try and you know, be dominant. But there's no chance that they, they – they'll probably end up being – third or fourth in that division.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't think Carolina's going to take a massive step. I, I don't, I'm i not going to lie. I kind of just got like this weird feeling about San Antonio. I've seen some very insane quarterback play from him kind of time and time again, just the throws that he's had to make under pressure and just ways that he's escaped the pocket. I, I don't know. I feel like in the right system, he could work very well. And whether Carolina is that or not, I don't think it's going to be a matter of a one-year, you know, one-season kind of shift from their record last well, season. Do we know
1: the details with, with uh, his signing of them?
0: Um, I'm not too sure. I think they just take on his, uh, his contract. And I'm almost positive he's still under a rookie contract.
1: Okay, but it can't be – It can't have too much longer on it.
0: I'm almost positive that there's one year left on it. It's essentially them signing a one-year deal with Sam Darnold.
1: Okay, so I—I I mean, are they going to stick with them? Well, let's say, I don't know. let's say really- they finish, you know, let's say they even finish nine and eight.
0: That's high, but yeah.
1: Okay, well, they finished it. I mean, even that—is that enough for them to say, okay, we're happy moving forward with this? I would like, say
0: going from last season to that with just a simple. I mean, because if you're, okay, so let's think about it from this angle. If you're calling the Teddy Bridgewater, which we both are, but from Teddy Two Gloves to Sam Darnold, a lateral move at quarterback, right? And he takes. Team. I'm
1: saying it's, I'm not saying it's a complete lateral move. I think they will be better. I just don't think it's, it's like going to make that much of a difference.
0: Yeah, I, mm, okay. So their record last season. They were last in the NFC South. Yeah. Or wait, no. Were they five and eleven last year?
1: That oh. sounds right. I don't know off the top of my head, but they were. I think they were either third or fourth. I know that much.
0: Yeah. Well, they went five and eleven.
1: Yeah, for two well,
0: consecutive years, but they weren't last in their division this year because Atlanta's got.
1: The yeah, four- Atlanta had uh, some poo-poo pants action. They were
0: four twelve or something. Like yeah, that.
1: their defense was god awful.
0: Regardless, if you take a team that goes five and eleven, plug in Sam Donald, plug in you know um, their draft pick, whoever they go with. I can imagine they try and buff up the offense, seeing as they lost Curtis Samuel, um, and they've already made. You know, uh really, you know, smart defensive acquisitions, getting Hassan Reddick and AJ Bouye. So buffing up the linebackers and the secondary, plus Brian Burns, who's the top DN in the league, who's just developing, you know, through and through. And overall, that team just needs a leader. And they haven't had one since I don't know. You
1: think this kid's gonna be the leader?
0: I don't I don't want to write him off as not it's not. Pop- I feel like it's very possible. And if it's with your drawn up scenario of from five and eleven to nine and eight, if that's worthy of giving him an extension, I say yes,
1: hundred percent. I Even I don't know. Here's go... the problem with the with the league right now. Okay. Every year that goes by, this league becomes more and more. I want immediate results. Yeah, that's true. That's. And it's not a good thing. No, yeah, it, every it, once in a it, while you get a Patrick Mahomes that drops into your organization or you get someone like uh, Trevor Lawrence coming up in the draft where those expectations are somewhat realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to develop guys. And especially the the, the leap from college to the pros is so underrated it is like going from earth to another solar system it's a huge leap yeah and these guys need the right amount of mentorship and i don't think they get that a lot of times unfortunately there's yeah. high expectations especially on that position of quarterback um, so i just don't know if carolina is willing to take the time and invest I hope they
0: are, though. Because, I mean, they just signed Matt Rule last year, the new head coach. So that, by himself, you're asking their head coach to develop off rip. So it's kind of – that team, if developed correctly, and you're right, it's definitely adapting. Just because of people that have come into the league and have adapted so quickly it's become a normal thing to expect, which is kind of ruined – the whole development process of yeah. players and, and just building a better overall team.
1: I mean, just look at free agency, how many yeah. guys in free agencies were like, okay, we're going to give you one year, one year, one year, one year. And I know that some of that has to do with cap space. 100%.
0: Yeah. But the, the cap it's space did
1: also drop. A Cultural thing in the NFL now where it's like, okay, well, we don't want to commit long-term to a guy. 'Cause there's somebody new coming up that we wanna try and be able to grab. Uh
0: yeah, yeah, they're not willing to really take the time to develop player. Yeah, I mean I'm not seeing I think the max like contract I saw this season, at least off season wise, was was the four year extension from Tyler Lockett. I'm almost positive that's what it, or no, it was I think it was the six year hundred and like thirty million for Trent Williams. That's what it was.
1: Well, yeah, he got paid. Good for him.
0: He got paid, yeah. He's the highest-paid lineman in history now. So, he, yeah, he definitely set the the bar. But, I mean, that's six years. You know, if you don't remember last season. Also,
1: I feel like those non-skill positions. Yeah. They 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 get get a little little bit, 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 I mean, in in an an ironic sense, they actually get a little bit more security.
0: Oh, 100%. Yeah, because skill positions definitely – tend to just kind of fizzle out faster than your average lineman, especially someone like Trent Williams with the yeah. talent has. But, but when it comes down to it, yeah, people, they need to let them develop. And I think if they're going to sign a coach, you know, last season and throw him into this organization, I think the smartest thing for Carolina and what they should do, and I'm almost positive what they will do by bringing in people like Sam Darnold, um, and Hassan Reddick, younger players. I feel like they're going to let that whole team develop around each other, and then a couple of years down the road, they'll be contending for a wild card spot, or by the time Brady's retired, they'll be looking to make a push for the NFC South.
1: Yeah, I think that's a realistic goal, and yeah. I think that's what makes sense. I'm just concerned about the whether or not they're going to want to make that commitment. By the time this season, this coming season is over, unless they, you know, that you're talking about a four-game increase in the win column if they were to go from 5 and uh, 11 to 9 and 8, um, which is nothing to sneeze at above 500. I mean, oh, yeah. there's be, no more 500, as we know, with the schedule change. But if, if they make that big of a jump, I would say, yeah, definitely keep them but mm-hmm. i think that the 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 bar is a little bit high and the expectations a little bit high i wish the best for him i think that that's a really good spot for him it makes sense um i i just hope that their expectations are more uh, you know more realistic than than some of these other organizations out there
0: and they should be because in, in complete honesty they haven't had a season that even had averaged out at 500 since 2017.
1: Yeah, I mean, once Cam went down, it's been kind of a mess since then.
0: Yeah, so I mean, you know, four seasons in, you got to try and find the options and it was very obvious that teams like the Panthers included into that mix were looking to make a push for Deshaun Watson. It was he was, you know, yep. the Panthers were a, a bit of a Front runner, if you would call it that, as you know looking for trades, you know Christian McCaffrey was a big um, topic when it came to the possibility of a trade with Houston, um, obviously the signing of Philip Lindsay and Mark Ingram kind of destroyed that whole you know need a running back situation, but, but so they basically settled for Sam and well
1: I'll tell you what, I'm glad that you brought this up because i we can finish up here with Sam Darnold, but I would like to take a minute to you know, update people and talk about uh, Deshaun Watson and the situation he's in.
0: For sure. So, yeah, just to finish off the whole Sam Darnold thing, I honestly have some pretty higher than most expectations from him. I think that he can take that team um, and, you know, with their draft placement, with their acquisitions as free agency, I think they could be a contender this year to be – Awfully better than they
1: were last year. That's All right, so, so if you want to make that hot take, originally you said they'll be better than they were with Teddy Bridgewater. And yeah. you want to talk about hot takes? I think them going nine and eight would be a hot take.
0: Okay, so hot take, Carolina Panthers is going
1: nine and eight. Oh, okay. He jumped right on it, folks. <laughs> yeah, I
0: figured. And, you know, I'm, I'm adamant on it because – you know, you had the seventeenth game. You had all the acquisitions. You got the draft still, and obviously, off season and free agency doesn't end until the season starts. So, we'll see what happens from then. There's still a bunch of free agents that are looking to play for you know a team that wants them. So, we'll see what happens. But um, yeah. Anyways, take it away with the whole D Watt. So,
1: so yeah. I mean, moving to a much more uh, serious topic here. Um... Number one, we uh, got some more information from the accusers when it comes to Deshaun Watson. Uh, two of the women have gone public with their names, and one of them gave, uh, you know, gave a press conference where she read a statement to the public about uh, her experience with, with uh, Deshaun. And it was tough. I don't know if uh, you had the chance to watch it. I did watch it. Um, you know, you get a sense it's really hard to know, but you get a sense that she was very genuine in her, in her words and feelings, um, which is concerning. Um, obviously, you know, we're, we're trying to be as neutral as we can here. We don't want to pass any judgment. Um, we want to get as much information as possible, but I'm here to tell you guys, it's not looking good. Uh, Nike pulled their endorsement. Um, Uh, the the oh, who sponsors the stadium? I can't remember.
0: Oh, I don't. I'm not sure. I know it's NRG Stadium.
1: But... Yeah, that 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 uh that corporation has pulled their sponsorship of him, and it's starting to look rough. I think he's he's gonna end up on the exempt list. He might end up suspended. I don't know. Um, unfortunately it's gotten to the point now where the NFL is going to have to make some type of statement. Um, But it comes down to these simple facts, guys. Okay. Number one, between the accusers and the women that uh, Deshaun's attorney is bringing forth to say, no, he's always been fine with me. We're talking upwards of 30 something massage therapists.
0: That's ridiculous.
1: Okay, so right there's a red flag. Who yeah. has that many massage therapists over the course of, let's say, what, eight years?
0: I can't even imagine. I mean, yeah, because you playing for Clemson. So yeah, like
1: eight years. That's a lot. That's more than most people will have in their lifetime. So right there's a red flag, Okay. The fact that um, he has been really quiet about it, and a lot of people have been really quiet about it, that's concerning. Now, new piece of information that I learned uh, just a few days ago. Uh, His attorney has admitted, and Deshaun Watson has admitted, that there were sexual encounters with some some of these women, and they were consensual. Okay, so at yes. least some of the time he has had sexual encounters, not not, you know, not sure to what extent, yeah. you know, but he's had sexual relationships with these women, and he's claiming it was always consensual. So we know that he has had 30-plus massage therapists and that he has engaged in sexual acts with them at one point or another. Okay. It's not looking good. A couple of red flags, you know, broke the professionalism, whether or not it was consensual or not. You still broke the professional relationship that you have with this person. And you have just a, a stupid amount. It's just a silly amount of different people. Nobody like I've been on this earth 28 years and I don't even know if I've had 30 plus different people cut my hair. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's just. It's just crazy to think about Um, So I am Unfortunately folks I hate to say it but I'm Starting to slowly move Towards the side of the Accusers here It's not looking good for him And I'm starting to lose faith In in Deshaun Watson unfortunately Uh, I'm Not going to say for sure he's Guilty but I'm starting to lean in That direction Oh
0: yeah, that's that's really tough. Yeah, I'm gonna keep like, real with you. It's like just a giant lit up sign pointing arrows directly. Or like, okay, this is actually a thing. Now, it's, yeah, I still don't want to lean to his side yet. Just because of how quiet Deton Watson is being. I can understand being quiet with his kind of, you know. Oh, uh, with the presence he has, it's like anything he could say could just go under fire no matter what. So I feel like he's just trying to, I mean, especially with an attorney and stuff, that this kind of, the attorney kind of handles the whole social media aspect of it. That's probably why he's being so quiet, because that's what he's under instruction. When it comes down to it, I, again, I've said this, the first time we talked about it, and the first time it was brought up, and I will say it until there is an ending to this whole thing, innocent or proven guilty. And... That's the biggest thing for me is, like, I am not going to pick one or another until there is concrete evidence to this happening. Yeah. So, I, you know, and I can, you know, obviously it's, there's little bits and pieces. You know, there's a little breadcrumb trail maybe leading to the fact that, okay, maybe this is possible. And the fact that he does have that many massage therapists is a little bit wonky. But people it got sucks. The thing You know, yeah, it's, it's, it's sus. I'm going to keep it real, but you know, again, I'm going to just keep it in a sense of proving guilty. And I, yeah, I think it's important that y'all know this too, especially in the episode because we're just, we're keeping along with you. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're at pace with it as much as we possibly can be it's happening. You know, there's advancements in it every single day. So, you know, it's more about just letting you guys know and, you know, if it goes anywhere further than that, then again, we'll be the
1: first people to die. Yeah, we'll definitely be keeping everyone uh, updated on that because this, you know, this is a horrible situation, and uh, you know, regardless of how the outcome, somebody is going to be in big trouble. Somebody's going to get hurt by this, um, and you know, not to try and overshadow the seriousness of it because it yeah. is super serious but it it is going to have a serious effect on the NFL and and a lot of teams so this is going to this is going to make a huge impact in uh in a lot of different ways so we'll definitely be uh, paying close attention to this
0: yeah it's it's definitely something that's going to always you know slip into the episode because it appears that every week the situation increases and in, you know and urgency and intensity is just it, – it's all types of crazy. But, again, you've heard my side. You've heard his side. There's two sides – there's three sides to every story. There's, you know, one side, the other side, and the truth. So, we'll see what happens. But um, let's get back to some football because we, you know, we're almost halfway through this and we got still so much to talk about. Um, Honestly, the biggest thing that has happened today – for me, my heart i it, it pains us if you don't know yet, we are you know New England Patriots fans thick and through, running through the blood, and if you haven't heard by now, Edelman Julian Edelman, number eleven receiver for the Patriots, has officially announced his retirement from the NFL
1: Oh, poor way and out boys. Of-
0: I just I let me tell you when my my heart dropped before. So there was a, there was a situation at hand. Now, Julian Edelman failed his physical uh, for the team checkups and his contract was terminated. Now, normally when a contract is terminated with a player and they're released, it is more often than not for retirement purposes. Because once the contract is terminated it, I mean, at that point, you know, teams can't take on the contract and have to make a whole new con. It, it's a very intricate yeah. process.
1: This isn't point. like when Gronk retired and no, he was still under Gronk contract, was still technically. technically
0: part of the Patriots. Yeah. roster seeing as it was a trade to Tampa, so yeah. he got his contract terminated completely. And within hours of that happening, his retirement has been announced, and everybody in New England is bawling their eyes out including people that don't live there but just love the team in general. He was by far one of the most just embodiments of the Patriot way. Absolutely. He was was just one of the Patriots, you know, because you watch the Patriots. But when you see, you know, you saw Brady, you saw Edelman, you saw Gronk, and McDowell a great example, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, when you talk about, like, since Brady's been there, if you yeah. had to make like a Mount Rushmore of just let's just say offensive players, uh-huh. and you can only put four faces on your Mount Rushmore of Patriots offensive players, mm-hmm. I think there's a strong case Edelman is one of those four faces.
0: Edelman is definitely, I mean, without doubt, I'm gonna say that. So I don't even, I can't imagine it being disputed upon anyway. Wes Welker was a great slot receiver. He He's probably one of, if not the best slot receiver of all time. But.
1: I'm putting Edelman above him any day of the week.
0: Exactly. Mm. When it comes down to stats and whatever, Welker's got him by a mile. But when it comes down to just
1: grit. I don't even know about push, that.
0: Yes, it's that. Yeah, yeah. Edelman does not have stats on his side. In the postseason, he's like a living –
1: He is second only for Jerry Rice in yardage.
0: Yeah, in yardage and catches.
1: Guys, this is a quarterback from Kent State.
0: Drafted, selected 230th pick. Played punt returner for like the first two seasons.
1: And he has more yards than anybody except Jerry Rice. And oh, yeah, he also is a Super Bowl MVP.
0: Yeah, along with three Super Bowl rings and arguably the best catch ever. Yeah, just an absolute
1: boys. insane circus catch against the Falcons.
0: He is by far what kept the glue. He was part of that glue on He that was team. Robin. He was
1: Brady Robin, passed. and Brady was frickin' Batman.
0: Agreed. And one and you know Batman left, but Robin stayed true to his place. And that's, yeah. you know, what kept a lot of Patriots fans just kind of, you know. Hopeful. Yeah, you know, just we still got them, you know. We still got yeah. part of the gang. And then yeah. that, and that's why I feel like it was so just uh, and gut-wrenching and just, like, made you feel terrible. It was yeah. just so, uh
1: Yeah, this is, me. like, truly, like, this is an end of an era here. Yeah. I mean, no, obviously when Brady era, left. Whatever. When Brady left, obviously you're never gonna replace that, and that was an end of an era. But it's like all of the OGs are gone. Gronk, yeah, I
0: mean Patrick, John retired earlier. Yep. You know, Nake has been retired. Obviously, Gronk is with the Bucks, and Brady's with the Bucks. And I mean, you and got has gone.
1: Yeah, and has gone, and uh, to a lesser degree, Chris Hogan is gone. I really loved Chris Hogan. But, like, now, like, coach. the you've got James White is the only guy left from these. Yeah, and
0: we were almost positive he was going to Tampa. Yeah. So, you know, they signed him on a one-year deal. I It's it's ridiculous. I don't know. Because there are obviously players on that team that have been there for multiple seasons with Brady. But yeah. it's just Edelman is so attached. Like, when you talk about the Patriots, Edelman is one of the first people that come to yeah. Mind. Yeah, I mean Brady, Grant
1: Edelman, and
0: now in how any order? Obviously Brady first.
1: But I mean, you put put it this way, like uh, like Ryan has been saying, and you guys should know by now, we are both super big Patriots fans, and I've been a Patriots fan before I could even before I even knew what football was. My dad had me brainwashed, (laughs) and um, (laughs) I've been a Patriots fan, and I've loved them for so long. I only own and you can say, oh, well, you're not a real Patriots fan. But I only own two jerseys. One is Brady and the other is Edelman. Yeah. Because he is my next favorite player ever, really. I mean, Gronk is awesome, but there's just something about the grit and the just absolute mental toughness of Edelman. I mean, he's not a big 6'6 monster like Gronk is. He is a he's a small guy. He's only like what, five eleven, five ten?
0: Yeah, he's he's under six foot for sure.
1: You know, he's a non-conventional guy. And to see him rise above all the doubt, you know, and and come from the seventh round and achieve what he's achieved. I've just always loved Edelman and it's it's just tough, you know. It's one more big piece of the pie that's now gone. Um, and it it it's concerning because even though yeah, we know that he 's been beat up and he's been injured and he's getting older um there's just something about having him on the roster that gives us hope, and now that he's gone, you know I really 'm like who like who's left it's really getting slim
0: yeah, it's starting to really just burst my bubble here, especially when I heard some news about you know an interview not too long ago with Bill Belichick. Talking about how he does not want to coach in his seventies and he is sixty nine years old.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, when Belichick goes, I mean, and I I've been it, critical of him on multiple occasions, but oh, God yes. dang. This is this is, the Patriots of the eighties and uh the seventies and eighties are are not right. a place that I want to go back to.
0: Yeah. I mean, neither of us were alive for that, but let's keep it real. We know how crap our team was in those times. And just, I don't there wasn't, we didn't have an identity, you know? Yeah, true. That was the biggest thing is even though Brady was gone, we still had Edelman as like the Patriot identity.
1: Yeah, I mean, but- that will continue as long as Belichick is, you know, on the, on the reins there, but. It's just to to look out on the field and it's like, God, like I gotta, who who am I looking at anymore? You know, yeah. Yeah, it's it's tough.
0: Ugh, it hurts, yeah. It, it really just rocked me to my core today.
1: Yeah, and it came. I, I mean, it kind of came out of left field. Like I knew that he was getting older. I knew that yeah. he was banged up, but I, I didn't expect that. Season, though. I thought he had one more season in him for sure.
0: I thought so too. Man.
1: But, yeah, pour one out for our boy Julian, Jules the Squirrel.
0: Never a bad thing about him, I can remember. He was just awesome to watch. Oh, yeah,
1: he's been absolute class. And he's just got some of the best sound bites ever. Screaming at Brady, you're too old. Oh, my God. I mean, he's just been, like you said, the epitome of the Patriot way.
0: Yeah, it's just. Right. I mean, and once he was released, there was a bunch of buzz about him, you know, maybe going to Tampa or seeing Brady. And with the, you know, the layback and the delay on signing Antonio Brown, it, the, the dots kind of connected.
1: Yeah.
0: It kind of finished itself. But within minutes, once I heard that the contract had been terminated. I, yeah. I basically Yeah. The whole Tampa noise out the window.
1: Yeah, uh, there, there's there's a big few big. different signs that this is he's not going down there. Oh, of course.
0: Yeah. And I mean he might go down there and hang out. Yeah. But I can't imagine he would go do that. It's just one of those things that I feel like he would stay Foxborough forever.
1: Yeah, that's so, a huge that there's a there's a double meaning to that that I yeah. think a lot of uh the real hardcore fans picked up on immediately. Mm-hmm. You know, Foxborough forever not only does that mean that, you know, he loves the Patriots and, you know, that, that'll always be his home, but that means he ain't planning on going anywhere else ever. Um, yeah,
0: no, I, that's one thing that he's always going to have in the Patriots fans' heart is that no matter what, he never left.
1: You know? yeah. yeah, that's true, because there are some Patriots fans that are still salty about Brady, but, um, you know, and he said in his retirement announcement, you know, he said that he would go until the wheels fell off and the wheels fell off. So that sounds to me like somebody who really is not. It's yeah, he's doing.
0: It's, it's so sad. It's heartbreaking. But when you talk about the Patriots, it is almost necessary to talk about the Buccaneers at this point. And, yeah. um, you know, some solid news happened with them as well. Um, Giovanni Bernard who had recently been released by the Bengals after, I think, eight seasons with the team, now gets signed to, yes, a one-year deal (laughs) to go play with Tampa, and now they have what looks to be a very Patriots-esque running. You know, I mean, you got Fournette, you re-signed, you got Rojo still on the rookie contract, you got... um, O'Shawn McCoy, who has yet to be released, who I think they need to get rid of immediately. Keyshawn Vaughn, the rookie from last season, who was a great pass catcher. And now you add Giovanni Bernard. And it's just that running back room. Yeah, yeah it's getting a little crowded. History, it's <laughs> the same situation. You got Damian Harris, Sony Michelle, James White, Rex Burkhead. And that's just four of them. I'm almost positive yeah. about uh, J.J. Taylor, who we got from the draft last year. So there's just yeah. – it's ridiculous. Yeah. I don't understand. Because we talk well, about the running back position.
1: Well, there's something to be said about yeah. having depth in that position. You know, we, we've talked about it in the past how that position is one that has a lot of turnover because, you know, they take a beating. Um, but at a certain point, you have enough. And I think the the Bucks and the Patriots both have, you know, a little bit of a – I don't know. And oh, overabundance I mean, in that position.
0: If they were going to sign Bernard, then very quickly would we see a LaShawn McCoy, or LaShawn McCoy would have been released prior. Because he, let's keep it real, yeah. that man contributed to the very minimum last season. I mean, the only thing I remember seeing from him are just yeah. key drops in certain games. Uh, let me just pull up the stats for this season.
1: He contributed about as much as Blaine Gabbert
0: That's really saying something. He had – yeah, listen to this. Ten rushing attempts last season, okay, and 31 yards. He had more receptions than rushing attempts last year. He had 15 receptions. I don't have the yardage on that yet. But, yeah, his his contribution to that team was just at such a low point. I mean, it it was as if he didn't exist – it was very saddening. Um, yeah, let's see what we got with the receiving. We got he had a hundred receiving yards on the year. That was it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I have to imagine if I'm him, I'm not gonna be no, upset I mean, if I, I get released either.
0: In the league. He's thirty-two years old, which is old for a running back. And I mean for sure. Basically, he just went two for two on Super Bowls to end off his career, you know. I mean, that's basically yeah. What you're I think for, to ring chase. And, I mean, I can't necessarily be upset because that's what some other players did. But, I mean, get rid of them, you know? Like, it's just – it's dead money. Because
1: anyway.
0: you're going to use Bernard more.
1: Yeah, no, Logan, I agree 100%. Okay, the
0: biggest aspect of having the Sean McCoy is that, like, third down passing back or out of the backfield – kind of somewhat like a James White for Brady. But now you get someone with more talent, with more time left in their career.
1: Well, let me let me ask you this. Uh-huh. So they picked him up last year and what was his uh, his contract? One year. <laughs> well, then he would be a free uh, agent anyways, wouldn't he? I don't
0: think he was listed on the free agency, though, because I remember when we looked very early on in the offseason, we looked at their free agency list. I did not see their Sean McCoy. So let me look... Yeah.
1: Yeah, so if he's not a free agent, then I would say trade him.
0: He signed a veteran minimum. So it was one, it was a million and fifty thousand. So,
1: okay, so is he still under contract or is he a free agent?
0: He looks like he's still
1: under contract. Then I would trade him, try and get a couple draft picks for him. Maybe some team will want him. Timeout. Yeah no his contract's done. Oh so yeah so then yeah I'd say you drop yeah, him cuz
0: they they signed a one year
1: I mean they two-year-old. might wait until they uh you know until a little bit closer but yeah man yeah
0: yeah LeSean McCoy's yeah so he's not even part of that roster anymore. I guess that makes sense to bring in Bernard then even more at that point. I figured they had kept McCoy like I said, I didn't see him on the list, so I automatically kind of assumed that he was still there. But it appears that he's gone, and I think it was a great replacement on their part to be able to get Bernard on a one-year deal and really kind of fill that role of the pass-catching running back. You know, Rojo couldn't really do that um, yeah. very effectively.
1: Well, they were a yeah, little bit worried about his ball security, kind of security I think. The
0: receiving game. Not to mention, Fournette was really solid. Uh, in the receiving game when it came playoff time, but again, he didn't really show up until the postseason. Um, so they're just looking for a consistent kind of third down, you know, slip screen or, you know, Texas out of the backfield kind of guy. I think you got the perfect kind of candidate in Bernard. You know, he's, he's going to be a very similar situation with LaShawn McCoy. He's not going to see a lot of rushing attempts, but, you know, he's definitely going to get a, a ton more res, uh, receptions than he is going to get um, running plays. So.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's a good move. Um, I'm sure they'll end up releasing him uh, at some point in the near future. Uh, I mean, uh, like you said, yeah, it's dead I money. Can't otherwise,
0: imagine that this could be at all a bad move. They're very—I mean—to think of any cons in this situation is damn near possible. So I think it's just overall a good move. Bring some more help for Brady, and Brady personally, yeah, I mean, BCW. So he went out of his yeah, way.
1: Yeah, that's the, that's, that's the way it goes with this. <laughs> Brady is the general manager yeah, at know, this point. Move stuff, aside. Man.
0: He got you ball <laughs> so kind of take the lead. And he's doing just that. And, I mean, if anything, they're getting better than what they were last season.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're going to be uh, – and hey, we've talked about this before, but they're going to be so much better. O.J. Howard coming back. They've made this addition with Giovanni Bernard. Um, just the simple fact that – it's not yeah, Brady's first year anymore, and last I mean, yeah, and I mean, it's things are trending towards a much more normal uh, preseason uh, oh, yeah. than last year. So, you know, we'll, 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 we'll see what match happens match. there. Um, I want to move along to. They still got uh, that first round draft what's that? pick.
0: We'll see what they do with it, but.
1: Yeah. And, uh, th- I mean, I have faith that they, with Brady making, not necessarily making the decisions, but with, with him being, uh, something they're really taking into account, unlike they did in new England for a long time, you know, um, I think that they'll make a good decision, but I want to move along here. Uh, while we still got some time on this episode, um, I want to talk about Justin Fields now uh, planning a second pro day. Um, and uh, one, <laughs> Bill Belichick is yes, planning to attend. What are your thoughts? What does this say? Does this say, hey, the Patriots are really trying for this? Or are you not taking the – you're taking gonna, the green assault? I'm
0: going to take it from both angles real quick. So I'm going to take it from the angle that – okay. Okay you know, Bill is actually making somewhat of a move to kind of improve just the overall lack of quarterback position that we have. So let's take it from that angle. He's going to the second pro day. Um, We obviously all saw him at Mac Jones pro day with, you know, to say the least, a very disappointed look um, just overall in viewing it. So we can pretty much get that out of the water. And San Francisco, I mean – I'm gonna say it now. I, I lukewarm take, maybe, but I see Mac Jones is going number three, point blank.
1: Yeah, no, there's. I can. I mean, I don't necessarily 100 yeah, percent agree warm, with it, but you know, I think it's, so it's going to happen.
0: Conte, but you know, I don't know. I think they just they just want him, and they're gonna get him. They had they traded up for him, but Justin Fields having a second pro day, I think, is a very smart. Option now, his quarterback,
1: yeah, okay. he's, he's seizing the moment for sure. Is
0: known for dropping in the draft just because of how you know teams would have to adapt to a whole new offensive scheme. But when you talk about the Patriots last season having to do that with Cam Newton, they have already kind of implemented that you know running, you know, the running threat quarterback scheme. When I mean, you bring in a younger guy with definitely. You know, just overall, I would take Justin Fields over Cam Moon any day of the week.
1: But yeah, no, I'm, I, I totally agree.
0: It's tough. As someone who's been a Patriots fan and has seen all these top prospects just fly right away from us. I mean, we had Lamar Jackson in our grasp. We had two picks in the first round before he got picked. And I mean, granted, he'd have been a backup for two years, but who cares? We should take him. And, I mean, Nikhil Harry in the first round, we miss out on D.K. Mm. McNack, we miss out on Terry McLaurin. I mean, Bill Belichick is historically known for sucking in the offseason. Fact. So, mm-hmm. the whole oh, – Well, especially in the draft. It's just his own resume of trash decision-making. I mean, he hasn't really made a very mm. good draft pick since Gronk back in 2011. There might be more that I'm missing right now. But I'm just talking about, like, because they got him in the second round, pick 42, it was a steal. So, Belichick, you know, bit the bullet and took What I'm saying is that it is very hard for someone who's been a Patriots fan and seeing people like this go by, for me to even believe for a second that we are actually going to take a talk prospect in the draft. It...
1: Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's really just hard to believe. Like, okay,
0: really though, like I, you've been messing with me this whole time. I'm upset. And going to the second pro day, Justin Fields making it in the second place is a great idea. You know, with the possibility of Atlanta trading back. I mean, they've been very open about saying that they want. You know, they're engaged in trade offers for that pick.
1: So what is it going to take for them to give that no up, you think?
0: I think you obviously got to trade picks in the first round. And I say, if you're New England, you give them your first round pick, you give them a third and a seventh. Or no. I, I say think first, I nice? third, fifth. Because the New England Patriots have ten draft picks okay. in this upcoming draft. By the way, for all that don't know, the draft starts – this month april 29th um so it's coming up pretty soon but um yeah i mean they would have to offer their pick 100% of the way in the first round so the Falcons would go back 11 spots the Patriots would go up 11 and then you give them your third and a fifth rounder in that same draft and if you're feeling frisky throw them a sixth or seventh in the next year's draft but
1: no see i think they're going to have to go high 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 roundage yeah. next year. I think they're going to have to give up there. Obviously, they're going to swap, and then I think they're going to have to give up third round, maybe fifth round, and maybe like a third rounder saying? in twenty twenty two. I mean, I think that right now, if I'm the Falcons, I know I'm sitting yeah, on a right. golden goose, and they have all the leverage right now. So that I I have to imagine. If anything, I'm scared that they're going to want a price that Belichick's See, not that's willing very to pay. confusing to me, though,
0: is because we were just talking about how Belichick has been so just predominantly quiet and, you know, just trash in the offseason. But I mean, he shook everybody to the yeah. this year. I mean, he spent the most guaranteed money in the first day of free agency than anyone ever. So I mean it's just, yeah
1: well I that, that's what happens when you go from winning your division every year basically to being kind of a yeah, uh, irrelevant and, and I
0: think he's just it seemed like panic really when it came to just signing everybody and throwing money around with these contracts
1: there's there's so maybe a little why, bit of panic I there I think it's more probable
0: um, than any other year that this trade-up could actually go through. And obviously, as both of us being past fans, we are praying that he does. We, I mean, especially you. Like, I know that you are like, okay, Cam Newton it's not that bad. But me, <sighs> I need him out of there. And Justin Fields is going to take a shot within, you know, the first three practices.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would... Trust me, I'm I I'm not like super high on Cam. I just think that oh, he's yeah, getting no. a bad like rep. He got more Put it better. that way. So I, I feel like yeah, take just I'd take Justin Fields over Cam yeah. and in I think a so minute. In the
0: Patriots. And I think if they because they have the they have the trade capital, especially in this year's draft. Ten picks, 15th pick, you know, everyone wants to work with Bill Belichick. Fact. He he plays chess, not checkers. And if he sticks to that motto, especially sticking to his strategy for this offseason and just really going for gold, then take the golden egg from Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Take it.
1: Yeah, I think it's a no-brainer. It's just a matter of, are we going to be able to dot the I's and cross the T's? Can it, it be done I'm for the, the right positive. price? And that's what I'm concerned about.
0: I, the will old- Our concerns
1: lie in different places. I just know that Belichick has a history of being stingy. Put it that way.
0: I just think our concerns with this situation lie in different places. I can totally agree with that dynamic of, like, okay, yeah, they're going to want a hefty price for this pick because they have called, commented everywhere. I mean, even people that are, you know, pick nine or pick 10 are trying to draft or trade up. So you got everybody looking, and they're just the highest price they get is what they're going to take. So that's going to be an issue. But I think it's just Bill Belichick. I think he's always been trying to be that person to find the diamond in the rough and never going for the obvious choice. And I think with this season and this offseason, he has to just suck up his pride for, like, one draft day. And trade, bro. Like, please. like okay. You're definitely not listening to this, but if you are, Bill, William, Billiam, we have to have a conversation. You, my friend, need to trade sticks. Okay? (laughs) I
1: told you in 2017
0: that you should trade Jimmy Garoppolo. Where is he now? The Niners. And he sucks. So who was right? So listen to me again. And let's keep it real. You need a quarterback. Cam Newton, he's eh. <laughs> he's definitely not going to take our team to the playoffs next season. I'm sorry. I'm saying that right now.
1: No. no. Uh, Give me,
0: get me your, your, your slight prepubescent moans all you want to. They're not going to the playoffs if they keep Cam Okay, now you're meowing at this
1: point. I could see it. Okay. I could see it. I if, – if they hold tight with Cam – I am not going to rule out playoffs. They were, they were they close were last year. Close if they the win that Buffalo, if they win the Buffalo game, which they okay. could have very well won, if they win the Seattle game, which they okay. damn well could have won, right there, that puts them at nine and yep. uh, nine and seven, and that's just two games. That's they were close in games. a few other yeah, games. No,
0: dude.
1: And you know Cam got COVID and wasn't the same when he came back. And it, I think that they could easily, especially with the Jets and their complete restructuring. And yes, uh, Miami is on the come up, but they don't have their quarterback situation. It's still wonky donkey a situation at quarterback down there. Um, so all you've got to do is beat Buffalo. You can take no. it back. And be in a, in a fight with habit. Buffalo.
0: When it when it comes to the division, yeah, all you gotta do is beat Buffalo. But that AFC is getting stronger. Every single playoff team in the AFC. I'm
1: not saying they're gonna go freaking eleven and six or whatever. I'm just saying they have an opportunity to get go into go the playoffs six, with Cam make Newton. Playoffs,
0: in my opinion, that's what I'm saying. That AFC conference, every single playoff team last season had at least an eleven and five record, even the seventh seed Colts. And they got better. The Bills got better. The Chiefs. Low key got worse. But they were the ones that had an eleven and five record. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then you got what the Ravens being eleven and five. They signed Sammy Watkins. They get a better receiver. They have a pick in the draft that they can get a receiver from. Okay. Who else? Um Pittsburgh, they suck, but Cleveland got better. And I mean, that conference is
1: too strong. I'm standing by it. If they don't take Justin Fields, if they don't take a quarterback, I believe Cam can get them to Unless the Cam playoffs.
0: Is going to take the Patriots to either an 11 6 or better record. They will not make the playoffs. That is what I'm saying. And I don't think Cam will do that. I'm saying that this is debate central right now.
1: We'll see. We will we'll definitely
0: see. make sure to have a great segment on this next episode, which we got to catch up.
1: I just can't wait until the season starts, regardless of who's playing quarterback. I'm, I think everybody is in the, in the NFL drought right need now. We're needing some football.
0: You know, once that draft, yeah. Out, and that's what I'm saying, man. Like. I, I don't know. I'm so fifty fifty on the whole Justin Fields thing. I want I just I want a quarterback, whether it's Fields or not. But I mean how are you gonna to go to both of his pro days, you know, be in a struggle for a, a guaranteed QB one because you know you say you resign Cam to a one year massively based on incentives. It makes sense Yeah,
1: I mean I, I, I totally agree. It makes perfect sense. Again, I'm just Concerned that the logistics aren't going to work out And it's going to be either too expensive Or there's going to be too much Ego involved yeah. I don't know
0: Give them one of our running backs If they want it that bad I mean seriously Because they're running back for
1: Yeah I don't think anything uh, is off the need, table They
0: need things They need pieces And we have pieces So just it's common sense <laughs> They need something You want something from them Give them what they need and you get what you want. Just do it. Bill, Billiam, please.
1: We'll see. We'll see I, if it I ends really up being that simple.
0: Really, you know, because I would, I would, I'm still, you know, I've been talking trash about Bill Belichick ever since the whole, you know, Brady Garoppolo scuffle where he was trying to take Garoppolo and ditch Brady. I was like, are you dumb? And so I don't know. I've just been questioning his play calls ever since that Chandler Jones trade. Um,
1: I've been questioning Belichick ever since he elected to defer in the overtime last game of the season in 2014, I believe, and gave up first round uh, or home field advantage throughout the playoffs. And then the Patriots lost the AFC championship game to Denver because dumbass decided, hey, we don't want the (laughs) ball to start the overtime. Come on! Ever <laughs> since then, I have learned that Belichick has the ability to just be such a yeah, exactly. ego oh, yeah. man. We can play defense first and
0: still beat them. Shut up! Get the ball, please.
1: And I'm pretty sure it was that mother loving Brian Fitzpatrick that did us about? in too. With
0: Denver, he never played for Denver.
1: No, in the oh, Jets it was overtime game. Yeah, it was Fitzpatrick. And you, now you know why I have such <laughs> hatred in my blood. <laughs> you
0: understand the root of my anger. <laughs> yeah. I, I love it. But, you know, I guess we'll see. We really will. It, it's, you know, all we can say, you know, we can talk and talk, whatever. But nothing is completely true until the season begins, especially with the draft. We got very, you know, just I don't know, there's just so much that could be affected just by this draft alone. It's very... You know, it's one of those years where the draft has such a major influence on teams, you know, just performance this upcoming season. But we will see. We definitely will. And we will always see. But I will tell you one thing. You guys will know because we know. And we will get back to you within this week. We are sticking (laughs) to the schedule now. No mas hiatus. So we got you. Don't worry. We'll pump out this next episode within this week and then we'll make sure we're keeping that two episodes a week every single week just for you guys because that's what we we'll would be doing but you know check us out on spotify and anchor um aside from that you know i think we had a great episode obviously you know if you listen you can come and you can tell us you know what you want to hear what you want to talk about just keep it interesting but we appreciate you listening.
1: yeah give us topics you know we're we definitely want to hear from you guys and uh any football conversation is welcome. You know, we could talk football until we're blue in the face. I mean,
0: and we always talk about, you know, current free agency stuff. You know, if you want to hear us talk about the 90s or whatever it is, believe me, we, you know, we've got what it takes. We're ready to just fire. And, uh, yeah, we just, you know, we just want to hear from you guys. So we definitely appreciate y'all listening. Um, you know, stay tuned in for this week. A second episode will be um, created and posted, I promise. I can give that as a, as a Ryan-certified guarantee. But um, yeah, appreciate you listening, and uh, all three phases, we are signing out for this episode.